Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb hey. How's our sound good? We're not peaking? We're good? We're good? Yeah, no, I think, the, I think our levels are good. It's not bad for yeah. background noise. How you doing, Dave? I think this is all right. You want to sing? It's gonna be the easiest right. edit ever. This is yeah, I'm just gonna throw it up there. <laughs> Twenty minutes done. All right. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. And welcome to Groundhog Minute. The only, the only podcast that covers the 1993 classic Bill Murray film, Groundhog Day. One minute at a time. Salute. 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 Right. It's a world peace. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm your other host, Sean. And when Dave and I were discussing the the, the, ask, the prospect of having to do an all-star week for our final week of shows, one name immediately came to mind. Absolutely. Just but Neil Brown couldn't be here, so instead... <laughs> He's at an art museum. We have George Hendricks. Thank you for joining He's us. He's at an art museum, and I'm eating fries on mic. <laughs> yes, we are live from Union Station in Denver, Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Sunny Denver, the location of the Movie by Minutes... 2018, 2018 meetup, convention, what is it, whatever we call it. Have we got a grandiose Dakota yeah. convention yet? Right. Or was it just it's, a meetup? It's a gathering. It's a gathering. It's a gathering. Um, and we'll and we're also here to discuss minute ninety eight. Ninety eight of the movie Groundhog Day. Yes. So Dave, give me that minute summary. Well, it's a bunch of credits. Bunch of credits. Black screen and there's a lot of respectable names that have helped put this movie together. And uh, that's that's not as important as uh, me complaining about the story. So I feel like we should just proceed right to that. Does it start with credits or does it start with the tail end of actual like video? This is all credits. All credits. Oh wow! Yeah. Guess what? I didn't watch the minute. Did I watch the minute? Did you? Are we gonna watch it now? No, actually, you do it. You're right. You do get a little bit. I was right. Oh my god. Yeah. That's a pretty good job for not being Neil. Yeah. 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 The oh, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, I will give the summary. Uh, Phil does the uh, wedding uh, uh, honeymoon lift over the fence with Rita. Gets a fence post in the gooch. Yep. Yeah, they uh, they, 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 they run through the snow of the uh, bed and breakfast. Yeah, they go over the... Uh, it's very uncomfortable going over the... <laughs> the picket fence. Yeah, the fence. Sharp things. Bill uh, Murray's end seam is not as high as that fence. No. Yeah. No. When we were... We kind of started talking about this last minute is... So someone shoveled off the steps yeah. in front of the bed and breakfast, but not the rest of the but sidewalk. But not the walk. Absolutely. Not the rest of the walkway. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's Just definitely uh, insurance city. Or yeah, it could be a slip and fall. That's yeah. Well, if it's powdery, it's fine. But if it's ice, then you're going to die. It's, it's just it's just you want to get it done now. And the but last place you want to slip is mid hike over the fence. Oh, no. because yeah. they're doing a little, little trot too. It's not like a walk. It's like because they're having the postponed trot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Piano hand double. Boom, right there. Terry Fryer. Big yeah. name. Yeah. Big name. That Bill, is a name yeah. of the industry. Standing. Yeah. Jim Kildon. Yeah, I mean, there's not much on the credits we want to talk about. But yeah, we get the piano hand double for uh, for Murray. We got the stand in and then Scooter. Our the Groundhog. Our groundhog. Who, who, who's our band expert? Um, we got the band here. Yeah, we had what, Christopher Dennis. Yeah, oh, he's not here. Chris yeah, where are you, Chris? He's not in Denver. Yeah. Butthead. It's just the band. He's in the throes of FOMO. Yeah. Oh, he is totally FOMOing. Um, so from the director's commentary, Ramis had one note on, on this minute. 
that little uh, the lift that uh, that Phil does lifting Rita over the uh, picket fence. Total improv. Hey, you that, know what? That was actual snow. It actually snowed, and they're like, "Oh, let's cool. Let's film this scene. We have real snow." They get there, and the gate wouldn't open. It was blocked by the snow. Bill Murray, consummate professional, always on, just like, hey, I'm just going to lift up this woman. Putting his danglies at risk. I'm just going to totally invade this over. woman's personal space. And but it's okay, over. we're actors. Yes. There's cameras, there's witnesses. Yep. Yeah. So we got a little improv. And I'm glad no one got impaled by that, that fence. That would that, be very... That would have been... Insurance would have gone through the roof. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> After I, that. I honestly can't believe there wasn't a crew that would have just... Like, just, oh, we hit the shovel, and they just shovel it without thinking. Yeah. I guess they wanted the snow to give it a rustic, although you can see there's a couple spots on the street where you can see there's been a car parked overnight, because yeah. there's a little snow. There's no snow in a square, but... Uh, no snow. No snow. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, these are credits, and we all know these people. Bill Murphy, Annie McDowell, Bill Chris Murphy? Elliott, they're Who's all Bill great. Murphy? Is he a stand-in? <laughs> He's the star of the movie. No. The star of the movie. Bill, Bill Murphy. Murray. Bill Murray. <laughs> He's a, he's, a, he's a member of the Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, we, I mean, we've talked about the wonderful Chris Elliott in the early 90s was really... He was a gem. Just peak Chris Elliott. Yes. You had the Get a Life TV show. You had, you had Cabin this. Boy. You had Cabin Boy. Big fan of that. He was everywhere. And now he's pet just reduced to playing pedophiles on Law and Order. Yeah. Oh, and he had a, a, what's something about Mary. He was a creepy guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. What was his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, is his name? Ah, something know. weird like Buddy or Buzzy or Buggy yeah. or something. I think now now the music that plays during this minute, that's um every the art the artist, but it's uh you know, it's almost like me. Yeah, no, it's it's a uh, Nat King Cole. Okay. Um, it's a song. It's actually a song from Brigadoon, from the musical Brigadoon with John with John John. No, that's Darby O'Gill, the little people with John Wayne. Sorry. Yeah, no, not John Wayne. Um, yeah, in the movie, the song is sung by Gene Kelly. In the movie version of Brigadoon from, we'll say 54, it's somewhere in my notes. Um, but it's like a much more slower, kind of mellow tune, at least the movie version from Brigadoon. Like the Nat King Cole version's a little more upbeat, yeah. which I like. I and like they also the, had a different like version for the porn parody called Frigadoon. Hell yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. You it know. It was really nice. You know. A lot of tentacles in that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that, that really pushes like the, the, the like the love angle that we've discussed. That you know, this Rita that carried over into February third, she knows so little about. Absolutely, what Phil's done. I really question yeah. her life choices because he has had what is it like seven hundred years to like finalize his approach. Yeah, and she's like, I'm into it. Yeah, after 24 hours. Yeah. Now, what's going to happen? Like, if anything, it's, right. it's town peer pressure. The town was so yeah. nice to Phil. It's like, I guess I got it. was nice. Yeah, <laughs> I date him now. This guy he must be good. Like, what population happens? of 200 people can't be wrong. <laughs> what happens in their first fight? Like, now's the honeymoon period. Yeah. When that wears off, they have their first fight. And he's and bringing up like, shit she's never I, even heard of before. I've got to, I've got to leave town for a 10,000 years to work right. out my response to this fight. Remember like, what happened when I made you the ice sculpture you didn't like it? She's like, I absolutely have no, no idea what you're, idea talking, you're about. talking about. Yeah, that's the thing. He's going like, to have... Oh, yeah, that was attempt 324. Yeah, yeah he's got to have like thousands of memories of doing things with her and then be like, oh, wait, none of them happened. Yeah. She knows nothing. I, do, I, I strongly believe that at the very end of this movie, like, they don't show this part, but I think that he's going to get back into the real world and realize all that he's missed and he's going to absolutely kill himself. 
Yeah, it's it's going to be definitely. He's like, I don't know what to do with that anymore. I don't know how to handle that. Yeah. It's definitely going to be a, a tough transition. He's, he's like, he's like, Trump is in office. What do I do with that? <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, Pittsburgh, just the hustle and bustle of a city yeah. and the unpredictability of that compared to a small town. He's like, electric going, cars? He's currently in the present, which is right. a total culture shock for him. <laughs> like, what is this reality TV thing? Cell phones? What's that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because when he left Pittsburgh, the local evening news was like the top of the entertainment business pyramid. Like, yes. if you were the local weatherman, yeah. And now he's like... He's like, there are apps like, that are more accurate than me. apps, like... You're barely a YouTube star at that level. Yeah. You're, like, so far down the show business. Oh he might as well be a podcast. He's got to change his last name to Sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to have, like, a gimmick. Phil Sprinkle. And, yeah, and then, and then the fact that Rita... We, we In the last minute we mentioned, too, she's had no dialogue. Like, she's not asked any questions and stuff. She's not... She's just going along with all of it. So well, yeah, because so, he's, he's, she's been trying to get like the story of like what happened to you today. Yeah, and he keeps she keeps getting interrupted by people coming up to tell her how great Phil is. This guy who was like a total jackass to her for two hours in the van yesterday. He was like flipping his lid because he didn't get to stay. He like didn't want to stay at the hotel. Had to stay yeah. at the Airbnb. Sorry, Airbnb does not exist back then. Although now when he comes out of this, they do exist. They yes. do exist. Yeah, he, like, he turns around, and then, and then uh, Mrs. Lancaster's gone, and it's now just, it's like the current couple running it, you know? Whoa. Plus, you also keep in mind, like, when he comes out of this bubble, does everybody in the town that he's interacting with, are they dead? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm surprised The that twist is they've been dead the whole time. Exactly. He's yeah. been talking to dead people. I'm surprised that the, uh, that the, that the B&B he's staying at. Is like not a parking lot or a Wendy's or something because once this town, well, no, it's a landmark. It's the B and B where Phil Connor stayed. Now it's a Poker Stop. Yeah. Oh my God, it would be. It would be. Uh... <laughs> that whole town. That whole town be Poker Stop. Um, yeah, so yeah, uh, angry, angry Rita. Uh, Phil Connor time loop. What other things? Yeah, the fact, the fact that we, yeah, we don't really see any of the actual town people. Which I think would have been fun. Yeah. I think keeping the focus on the George, town of Punxsutawney would have been fun. I would like to see, like, post-Punxsutawney after all this. Absolutely. There should be a sequel that's just, like, Punxsutawney, like, 20 years later. However, what, what was the final consensus on time spent in this loop? God, it's anything. It was, like, hundreds of days. 10,000 years. Everything's 10,000 years. Yeah, we yeah. all rounded it up to 10,000 years. We just rounded up to 10,000 years. So that's a long yeah. time. The sun's exploded. <laughs> It does explode. There's a second ice age. Yes. Like, like life has re-exerted exert, re itself on the planet. We're all now silicone-based life forms. <laughs> yeah. we, we uploaded our consciousness to the singularity, and now yes, we're slaves we to live, We all live under 75 feet of ice. Yeah. Existing in tunnels and domes like an anthill. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, I can do an ice sculpture of you. It's like, actually, ice is a very triggering thing. Please don't use ice. <laughs> That's terrifying. I like the thing like Larry's like an android bot at this yeah. point. Oh, absolutely. Larry's absolutely a synth. He's a synth. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you guys want to talk about the movie Hero? The movie Hero. The movie Hero, which was... Andy Garcia? Why would we do that? <laughs> Okay, we cannot talk about no, Hero. No, tell me. I, I'm, I'm curious. I just found there was a suspiciously large number of people that were involved with Groundhog Day okay. that were also involved with the movie Hero. Okay, I was wondering what the connection was because I'm like, that's a non sequitur. I don't know if I can get behind. So, so Tobolowski, okay. uh, Ryerson, he's in Hero. Yeah. 
But Nancy, Rita, Nancy, Nancy is in Hero. The piano teacher, Peggy, the piano teacher, she's also in Hero. The bartender, John Watson, also in the movie Hero. And then, I, I won't go over it, but there's about two dozen crew members. Cameramen, editors, sound guys, grip. Oh, that were all, oh. all too involved with the movie. Oh, tech guys will work on anything. They'll even work on a yeah. movie starting well, Andy Garcia. It, well, even Andy Garcia. It well, doesn't involve Motion's Eleven. What is what is the movie here about? So I think there's a lot of similarities. So it's the movie. It's a guy who's not a hero. He stumbles upon a plane crash. He saves some people. I haven't seen it in a while. He like saves some people, but he like also steers the, steals their wallet, like while he's saving them from the plane crash. So everyone thinks he's a hero, but he doesn't want the attention because he, like, stole, you know, he, like, picked their pockets while he was dragging them out of the wreckage. Yeah, exactly. But I figure, you know, that's so, kind of fair. So Andy Garcia is the hero, and Dustin Hoffman is the guy that takes his place because they, it's a news media thing? Oh, right, right. So the guy's like, I don't want to be known as a hero, so we tell someone else. You tell the press yeah. that you were the one who dragged the people out of the fire. And it's a whole morality tale, and eventually comes forward, and it's like, isn't it? It's like his kids, he's divorced, it's a... So it's just like Groundhog Day. <laughs> it's like an unofficial sequel. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that didn't go anywhere. We'll cut that part out. <laughs> Leave it. Leave it. All right. What I really wanted to talk about is that Phil kills the old man. At least one of the days we don't see. Okay. Um, the guy that jumps in the, in the car? In front of the car? No, the guy who... The old man who dies of the old age. The old man who dies, who oh, just dies of old age. And he tried, you know, he can't save him. The homeless guy. He tries to save him. So, yeah, there's probably a few, like, whoops, I should try did something <laughs> different next time. Well, no, I think on purpose because at some point, well, one thing, Phil is all about power. And, like, he's got to give up power. He's got to give up control. There's got to be at least one day where he's like, all right, I accept that I can't save this man. But if he's going to die, at least I can control how and when. Yes. Okay. And I think it also, there's like, what's the opposite of parallel? Like perpendicular, there's perpendicular yeah. storylines. There's two characters that in the beginning are closely connected. And, well, because I thought of this, I was thinking about Ned. I was originally thinking about Ned. And then, Ned Byers, so nice to meet you. Yeah. He disappears for, like, 40 minutes of the film. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, who else does that? The old man. Well, he went to go film um, Hero. Right. Because he went to go <laughs> film Hero. But so they, they, in the beginning, they're closely connected. So, like, the first time the old man shows up, then we meet Ned right away. Like, the first three times, True. it's old man Ned, old man Ned, old man Ned. Then at the end, the last three times we see Ned, there's no old man. And the last three times we see the old man, there's no Ned. So, like, their paths diverge. And what we see with Ned is it goes, like, a really positive way. Like, at the end, you know, first he's like, all right, I'm going to punch Ned, then I'm going to hug him, and then finally I'm just going to buy all the insurance. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, the fact that they start together but they diverge, their plot lines probably also diverge. And so... As nice as Phil ends up being to Ned, he's going to go in the opposite direction with the old man. To, to expand on that a little bit, there's a hook. So he doesn't just go nice with Ned. First, it's like, 
all right, I'm going to punch him, I'm going to be creepy, I'm going to hug him and creep him out. And then finally he comes around and says, all right, I'm going to be nice, I'm going to buy a bunch of insurance. Yeah. It goes the opposite way. It's the mirror image with the old man where first he goes nice. I'm going to give him a lot of money, I'm going to yeah. buy him some soup. Yeah. And then he's like, again, it's about control that, all right, if I can't save this man, I can at least control the manner in which he dies. Okay. And obviously, by, I'm not saying the end, Phil. So do you think by film, the end of the film, Phil's just like taking a pillow and slowly suffocating him just to like give him a quiet... Yeah, it's kind of, well, I'm thinking it's like the end of... Um, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh yeah, yeah. When yeah. Jack Nicholson suffocates yeah. oh, the Indian God. chief. No, chief suffocates Jack Nicholson. There's a vastly different. Yeah. You got the director's cut. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a vastly no, different yeah, ending. No, no, the chief. Yes. Okay. Jack Ooh, I was like, wait, which what cuckoo's nest did you see? Okay. <laughs> so wait. Oh, so speaking of which, I got a question. Okay. I'll throw it out, Dave, George, So, Jack Nicholson says. He faked, he's faking being crazy to go to the hospital, go to the insane asylum versus going to jail. Is he telling, did he, is he really faking being crazy or is he really crazy and he's faking, faking being crazy? I'm not sure how that goes because either way he gets a lobotomy. <laughs> well, yeah, either way. I think, I think he's faking it because his ego like, he's sane enough to recognize that he's in an insane asylum, but his ego won't let him accept. That happens so a lot. So he says, oh, I'm doing it on purpose to get out of going to jail. But he's not really faking it. He is really crazy. Do you, really, do you think he was never charged of something that was going to send him to jail? Is that what you're saying? Like, like there was never, ever a court sentence? It was just... No, I do think he really got arrested for something. Okay. But, he was but then they were like, crazy. this guy's crazy. We can't put him in jail. We got to lock him up in the padded walls with the long hugby jacket and all that stuff. Yeah. We're recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Say hello. You want to be on it? Say hello. <laughs> How's it going? What's special guest, uh, what's your name? LC. LC is our special guest for the Groundhog Minute. Uh, yeah, we're talking about the movie Groundhog Day, the movie Hero, One oh, Flash Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. yeah, Bill Murray. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, <laughs> don't, don't sweat. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's a dope movie. We'll play fit, it's fine. Actually, um, what's that That movie, um, Naked? Marlon Wayans actually kind of like dubbed that movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was movie you said. Yeah, that was... Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the one where he was like, "Is this wedding day?" Was it? Was it yeah, Netflix? It was wedding, wedding day. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's actually it's, it's alright. You gotta do a special like, episode about it. I think. You yeah. should do, or at like, least at least do like a wrap up of all the movies that have tried to aim. Any time Grandma bubble, day. like yeah, the next time. Yeah, you should Show definitely touch on it. They gotta learn that lesson. Yeah, they gotta repeat yeah, the same day. To learn like, it the hard way. In, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What what other movies? Well, we we talked a little bit about. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, we were talking about. I've never seen that before. That's yeah. an older movie. It's, it's a classic. Movie. It's a classic. Jack Nicholson back in his heyday, back oh. when he was young. Okay, okay. Danny DeVito back when he was Danny young. Danny DeVito was in it? Oh yeah, God. wow. Yeah. When the hell was Danny DeVito ever young? <laughs> exactly. He was came out of the womb like 70 years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, even Taxi, he was. He like looked just like he's there. He's always yeah. looked like Danny DeVito. Yeah. Always looked that's like Danny like DeVito. That's like 50 years ago, Taxi, and he looks the same as he looks in Always yeah. Sunny. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, hey, that's, I think that's one of his best He's like Abe Pagoda, who was like... Always yeah, looks like forever, a pagoda, yeah. exactly. Yeah, he fits that role. Yes. You know what I'm yeah. Yeah. So, so Definitely a pagoda. Jersey's home. Danny DeVito. Hey, what's, yes. um, what's your name? I'm Dave. George. Dave. 
George. Dave, George. George. I'm Sean. Yeah. Nice to meet you, LC. Uh, it's a Groundhog Minute. It's on iTunes. Well, hello world. Nice to meet you. All right. Special guest LC, everybody. Thank yep. you. Pop then, say hello. Right. So <laughs> it's like the Mark Griffin show here. Yeah. Now. yeah. <laughs> it's a variety show. Except we're gonna bump Matt Damon for this. Yeah. Well, of course. So, but no. Okay. I, I, so, but Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I do agree now that. It was crazy, but yeah, he had to, uh, to to keep control of his own mind. Say that yeah, he was faking. Yeah. So I, I like that one. So um, yeah, because I, I still wish we had. We talk, I know we used to. I was talking about the lead scene. I really wish we kept on with the old man. So I would have given me. I would have given me completion. But like I said, this movie is good. I just I always the movie to talk about these last few minutes. The more I'm just like man. Like I, we, the landing is just so weird because yeah, reading his ass, the movie just kind of like the landing is weird because you're watching it one minute at a time as a whole. <laughs> yes, you're right. Like here's yes. a go. We're in the credits. I'm gonna say this movie for all its weirdness holds up. Even it just it holds. It, like it, it contiguously as a whole it is a solid movie. Whereas breaking it down minute by minute, it does have its flaws. Yeah, it's very yeah. weird to look at it yeah. from a minute perspective, but. Overall, as a whole movie, this thing still lands. How long? Like twenty years later? Twenty-five. Twenty-five yeah. years later, this movie still lands. It, it doesn't have much of an aging factor. It is still like this. Will be a classic on levels of like, I think like twenty years from now, it'll still be like Maltese Falcon level. Like this movie still like has relevance. Yeah. 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 I mean, just just being a better person. It's just it's a more. That's the, the thing. It's not about the time. It's not about the time bubble. It's about the core. It's about like. How do you become a better person, and how do you use that to, like, better the world around you? Yeah. And that, that's the core theme, and I think yeah. that this will still stand, like, for all eternity. Yeah, and, and the way it's presented, it's not, it's not from a particular point of view of a particular religion, which is, like, one of the things I really like, that it's not... And, and, and Ramis has talked about all the people that came out after the movie came out to say like oh you must be you must be Catholic or you must be Jewish because this movie you know he's like nah he was kind of getting into Buddhism at the time but it's really an agnostic place saying you know whatever is telling you to be good listen yeah. to it you don't need a religion to tell you to be a good you person need, yes. you just exactly. be a good person just you don't, yeah just do it just and, be a good you person. don't need a road map you just need the inclination yeah. to be so yeah and it takes a it takes a broken person and makes him a good person by virtue of learning from his mistakes, and that's a lesson that will always stand. And I think maybe because we with the movie obviously because the, the the story that Dave repeats, you get to see the perspectives of a lot of people. Yeah. Whereas usually when you're watching a movie, the perspective is usually only on a few people. It's on your main character, maybe an in, either love interest or a friend that they're helping, and then maybe once in a while a villain. But this is like you see enough with the movie, you see enough of the town that you get this, you get little moments of other perspectives that you go, oh yeah, there are other people. It's this is one of the only movies where the protagonist and the antagonist are the same person. Yes, yes, yes. And it only, and exactly. it really does come about like it is the arc of the person is the arc of the movie, and that's a rare thing. And so this is why it's one of those like gems of, of self, of humanity and self-expression because it is. He is the same thing. He is both both sides of the coin, yeah. and he and he only becomes the good side by 
putting the effort in. Yeah. Could could the concept of time be an antagonist though? I mean, you could wait. You could look at it that. No, way. I think time is the protagonist, but time gives him the chance to become a better person. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Time is helping him. Yeah. It's it definitely Phil is Phil is the enemy. He's the antagonist because he comes better with time versus worse. Yeah. What I like, I like the scientific approach. You could look at it as kind of an experiment. Where you have, you know, in a scientific experiment, you want the control, the thing that's going to be the same every time, and then the variable. And then you know if the results change, it's because of the variable, because you controlled all the controls. Yeah. So the fact that the town is the same every day, yeah. that's the control. The day is the control, and Phil is the variable. And Phil is the variable. And Phil so shows that through repeat ex yeah. ex exposure to the same things, same yeah. stimuli, he can enhance himself and become better. Yes. And, and that's like nature versus nurture in, the, in a nutshell. I like that, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's what Darwin was saying. It's, it goes it's, back it's to Darwin, very Darwin, Darwin you know. He becomes the Ubermensch by yeah. his own his own devices versus yeah. being told, breaks, you must yeah. be better. He decides, I want to be better. He breaks out of the flat circle by exactly. moving in a third dimension. Yep. By take, he becomes his own third dimension. Wow. Yeah. 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 So there you go, audience. Boom. 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 Yeah, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you on that <laughs> so anything else on uh no I, i'm good yeah. yeah i think we cracked that show wide open yeah i think that uh yeah i got i got yeah i got nothing else on uh, yeah there was like more if there was more footage of like what was around the snowy sea but we know this that we know the street we know the area so i think it's a great i think just the fact that the snow was there it shows us the time has moved on we finally moved on into the present and it's a perfect indicator that like the day is different. Ooh, how about this? White snow, like blank canvas. You know? Think about it that way. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. White canvas, well, like, yeah. it's 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 fresh, it's fresh yeah. And it's the, the whole earth is covered with snow. It's all blank, it's all reset. Yeah, it's a tabula rasa. Tabula rasa. There you go. That's the name all of the episode, right. people. Right. Text me if anything weird happens or we change directions or where we're going. Okay, I will. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, thank you, Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> Special um, guest, Crystal Beth. Special, Crystal. <laughs> uh, introducing Crystal Beth. Um, the only other thing I had is just note the, at the very end of the minute, the, the credit for production manager, uh, C.O. Erickson. That's a.k.a. Doc Erickson, Herman, our guard. Armor truck guard. Oh, okay. Herman. So, oh, so he he's actually in the and he's actually in the credits twice. They credit him. Uh Doc Erickson as Herman, and then here, producer, C.O. Erickson. Okay. So, I, I got to do some credit talk. No, it's fine. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, that's a credit nice talk. That's a nice one. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, so then, minute 98. That's it. Yeah. Well, thank you, George, for being on. Thanks for having yeah. me. So, uh, Thanks for coming to Denver to do this. Uh, so I, I appreciate you flying yeah. out and spending uh, that hardcore Groundhog Minute budget to do yeah. so. Yeah. This is probably the, the most expensive minute. Absolutely. <laughs> by the far, podcast. dollar for dollar. So airfare and Airbnb. Orders of magnitude. <laughs> more expensive than any other Groundhog Minute. Wine and dine combined. So I'm sure our, our listeners are dying to hear. Um, if they want to hear more from Neil Brown, where can they go? Neil Brown, <laughs> a.k.a. the more stuffier version of me, is on the Mogwai Minute. You can find us at themogwaiminute.com. It's our website. It'll link you to our Facebook page, our Instagram, our uh, iTunes. Just go listen to our podcast. It's a lot of fun. 
Yeah, and listen to our podcast, Groundhog Minute. Um, you can find us at groundhogminute.com. We're on the Facebook. Our group is Gobbler's Knob. That's okay. the Groundhog Minute listeners group. We're also on Twitter sometimes. Oh, Liz, do you want to promote Green Girls Minute? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, um, if you want to hear from me at all, or just not in the background of this podcast, find me at meangirlsminute.com. We've got Rocky Minute, uh, Mission of Minute Impossible, which is Mission Impossible Minute. The Austin Powers Minute. Hey, what's up? Uh, uh, who else? Uh, UHF 60 UHF Seconds. 60 second. uh, DC Cinematic Universe. DC Cinematic Universe. Uh, Watchmen Minute. Watchmen Minute over there. Uh, Tabitha, who also participates. And that's it. Okay, I think we're good. We've got everybody at the table. <laughs> <laughs> I hope every second of that guy's appearance comes <laughs> into the show. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. I was trying to the whole conversation and listen to it at the same time. That was, that was actually a really good show. Yeah. <laughs> um, are, we, are we good to tell our, our listeners to, we'll see them tomorrow, if there is one. <laughs> Groundhog Minute. Groundhog Minute. <laughs> Let them say your hair's too long.